Hello there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. Yes. You're Benjamin Light. And you're Marcus Sparks. And today we're talking about S3E5 of Pretty Little Liars. Yes, we are. Titled, That Girl is Poison. Oh, gosh. What a fun episode. Um, Who's the girl, do we think? Jenna? Paige? (laughs) They're both pretty bitter pills. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So just a quick previously thing, uh, just for our sake, because it's, it's been a little while since we recorded an episode for usual frequency, but also for the viewer or listener. Uh, previously we have some, like some dark Lucas stuff. Uh, we saw Wilden talking to Mona at, at Radley. A may or may not have caused that car accident for Caleb's mom. Caleb and Hannah broke up and Maya's jerk cousin, Nate St. Germain arrived in town. So, so you're doing previously's now? Just this once, just because I don't know, I, I find it beneficial for myself as I was trying to just etch down some some potentially pertinent facts. Hmm. Well, hopefully, our listeners will find it beneficial as well. We shall see. All right, so shall we? This episode is directed by Chad Lowe. He's back. He is back. Although I don't think we notice as many of his usual signature move in this episode. The one person saying something and then like leaving. As the other person stares after them in a soap opera fashion. Yeah, true, true. Uh, there were some some plays on that a little bit. Was mm-hmm. it? But potentially like his like alternate move, which we'll get into as we talk about the episode. Um, we're going to be doing this episode chronologically, just because it was so all over the place with certain characters occupying each other's scenes that it. It would have gotten really confusing if we tried to break this apart. I mean, maybe we could put the Arya stuff separately and the Hannah stuff, but the the Emily Spencer stuff is so tied together that I don't even know how we'd have done it. So yeah, I mean, there were times we 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 started to to watch this episode and take our notes in our usual fashion, and then uh, it just seemed like they would bounce back and forth between like the stuff that only exists in Arya's precious little world, and then plot stuff because Arya she's really juggling both of her existences here. Um, so we open the episode with Arya, Emily, and Spencer all kind of meeting up. I think they're just leaving Emily's house there. Yeah, it looks like Spencer and Arya have come come to pick up Emily. And they're going to go out for dinner. Hannah won't be joining them because she's uh, in full I just broke up mode. Mm-hmm. And I like how I think it's Emily says, should we grab a pizza and go over there? And Spencer says, not unless the topping is Caleb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the... The girls are they're gonna go out to dinner, but then they start talking about A and then what happened to Hannah and whatnot, and pretty soon they've just lost their appetite. Well, it all starts up with because you can tell that the other two, the well, the unified Spencer Emily's Spemily, um, worry about Hannah, and Arya is just like, yeah, if you guys are gonna go over there, count me out. I, I already feel pretty guilty for you know convincing her to talk to Caleb in the first place, and we already know there's no room for guilt in Arya's life. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got enough to think about, namely herself. Exactly. And maybe Ezra and maybe her family. Um, Spencer makes a mention that, you know, this new A does not feel like a high school girl playing games. Um, and so yeah, you got the stuff of A, you got like Spencer's kind of a little freaked out by that shit with Wilbin trying to like, like psych her out. Uh, there's plenty of tension in their lives. Arya says her stomach is in a knot all the time. (laughs) Like Bobby Draper. Mm hmm. And Spencer says her neck, you know, her neck is sore. It's been sore like that for like the past year and a half. She hasn't, she hasn't been able to brush her her hair right in a year and a half. Yeah, she can't get that knot out of her hair. 
Um, it, it's it's very telling though that we do get a timestamp though. This is just a year and a half, or just a few episodes yeah, in the season. More or three. less, yeah. We don't know what exactly that year and a half means. Hmm. Um. So as they're they're talking about this tension and stuff, they we'd start to see the the dance of like police lights shining on the girls, and they look down the street, and there's some some cops and an ambulance like racing down the street. And at first they're like, "Are they going to Jenna's house?" But no, they're not going to Jenna's house. They're going to Garrett's parents' house, mm-hmm. and Garrett's mom's getting wheeled down the front steps on a stretcher, getting taken away in an ambulance there. Uh, oh, we should mention the girls are they're really paranoid about what right now, but all the various things that could get them arrested, right. stuff they put in Allie's coffin, pictures of them, shovels, you know, dangerous stuff out there that could implicate them. And now they see Garrett's mom getting rolled away. And as they're watching this, Arya looks over and spots someone in a black hoodie in like the yard next door watching this go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it looks like A. And so she points it out to the other girls, but then when they look, the hooded figure's gone. It's a it's a great little moment because you don't know if this is like a figment of Arya's imagination. Is this real? Mm-hmm. Um, the girls are already pretty tense. And then Spencer kind of surmises that maybe A wanted Garrett's mom out of the house. Spencer's always looking for the weird angle. Yeah, yeah. So that, it makes her this so is great. her first theory of the evening or the, the show <laughs> on what A is doing in relation to Garrett. Just try to ponder Veronica Mars. Only it stars Spencer Hastings. <laughs> she solves no cases ever and ends <laughs> up in a mental ward. <laughs> um. So that's that's just the opening. Uh. Later. You know, as the episode really starts, we actually start, I, I guess the episode, it wanted to tease us. It wanted to follow our usual format. It starts off with Arya. She's um, leaving the coffee shop. Uh, not the coffee shop that uh, Emily works at. Not the Ruendo Brew. A different coffee shop. Um, and she's walking out where Ezra's already in the street. She's bought Ezra a coffee and hands him this, like, giant bag of stuff. That has like a couple sandwiches and like turkey baguettes, yeah. Like maybe like a salad or some some veggies, like a whole whole like days worth of meals basically is in this. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, well, let me pay you." And she's like, "No, no, no, you're poor." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be handsome and poor. Um, we talk about this a lot with Spencer, but for a moment there, Arya's kind of proud that she's wearing not just the trousers in this relationship, but but the big britches. Um, mm-hmm. and Ezra, you know he. He kind of gets a little touchy. Yeah, he sticks it to her for buying him shit. And he points out he's got savings and tutoring gigs. And, oh, dear, I've got this interview at 830 we need to get going to. It's like, Arya, I'm a grown man, goddammit. You're in high school. Yeah. (laughs) And so Arya's just like, hmm, that's weird. As she looks down the street there in that that one strip of downtown Rosewood, she sees Dark Lucas. Dark Lucas is pounding on the door to some place, like demanding that uh they give him his stuff back he's like give my stuff back you know pound 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 that's a, that's a great impression mm-hmm. uh a couple other details here aria mentions that ezra has only one lime in his fridge and it's starting to grow fur <laughs> and he's just like you leave my lime alone um it's one of the rare moments when ezra gets to kind of be funny and also aria she's wearing uh it's like this pink and black dress a lot of pink lace. It's vaguely promish, but like the black shoulder straps have like metal shit on them. From okay, she's got like these like uh, 
black go-go boots on you'll see later mm-hmm. she really looks like she's maybe the female lead in like the like fourth austin powers movie a little it's not t70s but yeah it's 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 something though yeah so what is the next scene here because i did this out of order at first is um, this the page gonna, scene i'm gonna go into hannah and then we'll go into all the emily stuff because the emily stuff okay. pretty much carries us through the the huge chunk next so so it's morning in the Marin household um, Ashley, she comes in the kitchen. She finds Hannah like looking like she feels pretty miserable and texting. And Ashley's just like, "Hey, what are you still doing here?" And Hannah's like, "What are you still doing here?" <laughs> Ashley's like, "Well, I'm I'm the mother. I get to ask the questions here." <laughs> and obviously, Hannah doesn't look, look like she's going to school. She doesn't feel well. Uh, Ashley's very concerned, and she she talks about you know the situation with Hannah and his, uh, Caleb. Like it's well, things are unresolved. And Hannah's like, no, no, this is pretty permanent, you know? Yeah, he dumped me. Yeah, and Ashley's like, well, we'll see. You yeah. know, like, I think Ashley's just like, you don't understand yet, Hannah, but things are fluid. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand the backslide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so we find out that Hannah has not heard from Caleb since the breakup. Um, He's presumably back home with his mother. You would think... Um, He's certainly not in this episode, but you know, actually, she she in a very motherly fashion suggests that Hannah gets her ass off that stool and off to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannah's plans tomorrow consist of listening to every sad song that she's ever downloaded ever. But on, Ash- on repeat, <laughs> yeah. But Ashley's boss has volunteered the entire bank staff to help out at a rummage sale at the church, and Ashley wants Hannah to come help. Yeah, and Hannah's just like, I'm only into new clothes. Well, no, Ashley's like, come on, it'll be fun. You love clothes. And Hannah's like, I like new clothes. And then Ashley kind of does. She's like, uh, really? Like, look what you're wearing. (laughs) Yeah, she's just wearing, like, sweats. Um, Although, I I think it's funny, like, we're supposed to think, like, oh, wow, Hannah's really, you know, in the the deep depression here. She's just wearing some sweats instead of her normal, like, supermodel clothes. But what she's wearing would still be very acceptable to go to school in. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's basically it's just like, like a, a gray t-shirt and some black pants. Let's get real. It's not like Ashley Benson stopped being hot in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, She'd do just fine in high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, she actually kind of looks like a normal high school student for once here. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I love that Ashley just kind of, as Hannah just like picks up her purse or whatever and starts to walk to the door, Ashley's just like, are you going to school in that? And Hannah's just like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> so Hannah leaves and then Ashley leaves. And as soon as Ashley leaves, Hannah comes back inside, plops herself back down that same stool and at the counter and, you know, pulls her phone back out. Presumably just playing like candy crush all day or something. Or, I mean, at this era, what is this? Was this angry birds season? I don't know. I guess this would be angry birds. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I, I was definitely not playing any words with friends with Caleb right now. No, she's not. There's something humorous to me about like like Hannah blowing off a whole day playing Angry Birds, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like Angry Birds Rio too. Uh, so then we can talk about Emily. Emily is that in that little outdoor quad area at the school. She's doing some mm-hmm. text, texting, texting, and Paige walks in and sees well, Paige, her. Paige does this move where she very awkwardly walks by, as though she's hoping Emily won't notice her, but she's really hoping that Emily notices how awkward she's walking by. Well, no, here's the move. You walk into the room. There's the person. Like, there's Emily. Stop. Stare at her for 30 seconds like it's awkward for you. And then make sure you walk directly in her line of sight so that when she looks up, she'll see you. Then walk away and be like, oh, what? You, 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 talking, to, you talking to me? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't even see you there. Yeah. Emily invites Paige to go to a Katy Perry movie, which I guess is something the kids do. I guess so. That's what the kids are doing a couple years ago. Um, she she kind of makes it clear in a friendly way mm-hmm. that Paige is the second choice because yeah, she's like, it. oh, I was gonna go with Hannah, but you know. Um, and Paige is like, I feel like you've been avoiding me, and Emily's like, yeah, I probably have. Well, yeah. Paige immediately has to make it a question of Emily's interest. Yeah, like she has to like throw it back in Emily's face and be like, "Well, what is this gonna mean?" You know. Well, she uses the word "fresh start" a few times, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe Emily didn't catch it enough. You know, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. stop saying fresh start." <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, Paige is like, "Well, I've got nothing else going on in my life because look at me." Um, then so she Paige is like, "Well, I felt felt like you were avoiding me, Emily," and Emily's like, "Well, if I was, it wasn't intentional. I just had a lot of stuff going on." Uh, so Paige is like very reluctantly like, okay, we can have a fresh start. Yeah. And then they look over and there's the brand new fucking Jenna thing. Walking in, wearing some like high waisted white pants and heels and a blue top, a blue top and makeup, no look at, glasses. Look at a little, look at it little hot. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, I mean, well, she's an attractive woman. She also looks like she's 30, but you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She looks like she's there to drop off her kids at high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the smile is turned on. It's like the, the, the good lights are now shining on Jenna. She's like, she's, she's turned it up a notch. Um, mm-hmm. and like, I like how Paige just like expositions this whole thing. She's haven't like, haven't you heard? Yeah. Haven't you heard? Like Jenna had more surgery. Now she can see. I'm happy for her, she says. Yeah. Shut up, Paige. <laughs> like Emily just needed to turn to Paige and be like, shut up, Paige, and then just walk away. How awesome would that be? And Paige just be... like sulks and looks after her. Like, what did I say? We would move Emily to the start of each episode <laughs> if she did that. Um, but Paige, but no, Paige gets the one, be the one that walks away. She's like, text me the deets on Katy Perry and I'll catch you later. And she bounces off. And Emily keeps staring across the way at Jenna Thing, and Jenna Thing kind of looks over at her, and it's like this is the new, maybe this is like the variant, the, the new Chalo movie, where like mm-hmm. they just kind of stare at each other meaningfully, like across the way. Like, Jenna does that with a lot of people in this episode, yeah. But there's like like a quiet wars being waged in these kind of hard to read ex- like visual exchanges. Can we make the case for any potential attraction here? Um, I mean, you never really know with Jenna. I don't know because what well, there is still that thing from the first secret. Mm-hmm. Um, I I could see like if they had enough time, like there could be some like wild hate sex between these two. Mm-hmm. Let's all imagine that. That's uh, all our fan fictions begin. Um, yeah. So later, Emily and Spencer are together at the school. They're watching Jenna, like who's emerged from her cocoon as this new social butterfly. I like how Spencer says, how can you miss her? She's been gliding around school all day like a Thanksgiving float. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, the best part, too, is that, like, Spencer's the more reserved one in this scene. Like, Emily's hot. She's pissed. But, like, Spencer is still, like, very bitingly cat. I wonder if Spencer has to, like, wear headgear at night so she doesn't grind her teeth. I want to say that, that she has made mention at least one episode about grinding her teeth in her mm-hmm. sleep, hasn't she? It um, feels like it, yeah. Emily's pretty pissed the Jenna thing. Like, well, Emily's no like about to go fuck some shit up. She's about to go Chernobyl on this girl's ass for like no longer keeping that low profile. And yeah, she wants to go give her some business. And but Spencer's like, hold on, let me exposition about Lucas first. Well, it's like, I'm more interested in this, this text from Ari about Dark Lucas. And he was outside a photography shop and Ari knows a photographer. Um, maybe Lucas took those pictures. This is the same block that 
Ari and Hannah saw Dark Lucas rolling around late at night. Uh, that that night. That night. That night. Oh, I'm going to say that night a lot in this episode mm-hmm. because that night is referred to a lot in this episode. Now they're still pondering, you know, if Dark Lucas took the photos in the graveyard, but uh, Spencer uh, then shows some things that she found in her mother's things, which is uh, a, a note that Garrett is being very briefly let out of jail this weekend on a compassionate furlough to see his mother in the hospital. Well, I, I feel like it's worth mentioning because this comes up several times in the episode. They're not just like letting him go and telling him to be back by 10. Like, under supervision, he's being allowed to visit his mother in the hospital. He will be handcuffed and escorted by two guards. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's going to come up later in the episode several times. And it's like, hey, chill the fuck out. They're not just, like, letting him go and saying, hey, hope to come back. Yeah, this isn't like that Dukakis thing or whatever. But, uh... Uh, which is probably a reference I should never make on a PLL podcast. Probably. Know, on. Um, so Emily still flies off the handle about this, and she's furious that Garrett gets a last chance, because, you know, some some people like her, it's she didn't get a last sh- chance to see that Shut month. up, Emily. Yeah. Emily is tired of feeling powerless, which I think, um, as much as Emily, like, being self-righteous about, like, you know, misopportunities of that monster, Maya, I, I do kind of like that Emily does put words to the theme that these girls have throughout the show, which is that they are young women who are denied their power. It's going to be put more succinctly in a few minutes here. But yeah, yeah that that's the only part of her little rant there that rings true at all. She's tired of feeling powerless because but all the like, oh I never got a chance to say goodbye to Maya, it's like, eh, don't be spiteful, Emily. Oh, it's like lucky you. Um, yeah. Just just imagine a Maya death scene. Just mm-hmm. imagine it. Um yeah, Emily's pissed and Spencer's too busy trying to like calculate what this all means. New and- theory. A what engineered if, this whole thing to get Garrett out of jail. Yeah, what so if they A meet. put Garrett's mom in the hospital to get Garrett out of jail? Mm-hmm. I, I, Brand new was, theory, like 10 minutes into the episode. Spencer will have a few more theories throughout this episode, but what's missing through every single one, spoiler, is that she doesn't just like rub her chin and be like, that's brilliant. <laughs> so then Jonathan walks up with some envelopes because she's been Passing these out to everyone. Black envelopes. And, and I like how as she's walking up, Emily's just like, oh my god, what's in them? And Spencer's just like, anthrax. <laughs> um, yeah, the envelopes are invitations to Jenna's birthday party. Um, they immediately give her shit for coming out as a sighted person. Well, just Spencer's just birthday. like, what is this? And just like the most premium bitch face you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, she's She's been saving up bitch experience points. Just and and Jenna's like, oh, it's my birthday party. I want to have a, you know, a party because blah blah blah. And Spencer's like, no. What the hell is this, Jenna? Yeah. I thought we you needed protection. We had a deal. And so Jenna turns it back on on her that she's a lot more comfortable when she's in charge. Oh, of what she she says, well, this is the new deal. I feel a lot safer when I'm in charge of what happens to me. Which you could just put a little frame around and say this is the theme of the whole show, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and um, now Spencer is at the same level of pissed off as Emily. One of the, the popular recaps for the show, the ones on AfterEllen.com, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a good little mini essay about this moment and kind of, you know, extrapolating it over the whole show. No need to repeat repeat it here. You can go read it there. But a good summation of what that line means and for the characters. And I will go read that myself after we're done. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to say real quick. So Spencer has a lot of moments where she gets to stand up to somebody and get tough. Because that's all she knows how to do. But it's slightly different, though. I think you could make the argument when she's standing up to a man as opposed to standing up to like a woman, especially a woman her age, roughly. And I think it's interesting that like other than Melissa, 
like Jenna's the only other real like female opponent that Spencer has, you know. I guess and, you could say that, yeah. I mean, and she hasn't had. I mean, it's it's funny to think about too because like Spencer has a has a lot of Moriarty's, you know, in this show, like like Wilden mm-hmm. A and, and Mona and Jenna. But like, I'm thinking off the top of my head, there's only been a very few just just Jenna and 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 Spencer scenes, right? Yeah, I mean, Jenna's had a fair amount with Hannah. She doesn't interact with Spencer all that much. Usually it's related to Toby in some way. And that's one of the things I love about the show is that the dynamics are not necessarily tied down to just one character. Like, mm-hmm. Mona's technically, you know, Spen- Mona Spencer is like, like, like arch nemesis, but she's also like kind of now Hannah's em- enemy. Uh, Toby's friends with Emily and Spencer. Because uh, they're the same person, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting that, like, you know, Ren has his issues with, or his thing with Spencer, but he also might have this weird thing with Hannah, too. I, I always mean, like that. We need more Ren Arya scenes. And only in this season now, like, finally, like, Ezra is interacting with Emily because it used to be solely with Arya. I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting to me that two characters are not always, like, paired together solely by themselves. Um, it's a nice like slice of life. But anyway, so now we're gonna touch in with Emily at work. Her job as a, a barista. I like that she gets a tip the first time we see her here. Oh, does uh, she? Yeah, someone gives her a tip. Which do you tip at like Starbucks? Um, it depends. Rarely, because I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't frequent Starbucks a lot, but it depends. I mean, if I'm ordering like you know a couple things, and if I don't know the person's just nice and I'm in a good mood, you. I almost always pay with my card, so no. Do you, so you never tip with your card? How do you tip with your card? Well, I guess it depends on when you're signing and the other one thing. Um, well, you, don't, you don't sign anything at Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. If I'm ever going to tip at a place, like if there's a jar, like I make damn sure that they they see me. I don't I don't make like a big show, like, ha, lucky you, I'm putting this dollar bill in there. But like, I always make sure that like it's in the peripheral. You know what I mean? Because hmm. otherwise, what's the point? Uh, just gratitude um so yeah her boss comes up emily's boss man he comes up to basically tell her to cancel her plans for tomorrow night because she needs he needs her to work yeah and she's like but i have plans to go see a Katy perry movie with my non-girlfriend and he's like well your plans better include showing up here and keeping your job yeah yeah um well he kind of like just gestures over to the corner where where all the 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 stars of the show have their coffee Mm-hmm. The stars of the show have coffee in one specific spot of the coffee shop. They don't go to the other seats. Those are for, you know, mongrels. Um, and there's the fucking Jenna thing with a lady dressed like Diane Keaton. <laughs> and they're going over a shit ton of pictures. You know, she's a photographer because she's dressed kind of goofy with like crazy hair. Like a fedora on. I think she has a vest and a tie. Yeah. yeah. This is the photographer. Jenna is hiring a professional photographer to take pictures at her birthday party. I mean, Emily almost, almost, yeah. First of all, she's hiring someone to take pictures at her party. What pictures are they looking at now? I think they're just going over her past work, I guess. There's like 700 pictures on that table. Uh, And they're doing that thing where like they're looking at some on the table. They're holding some up to eye level. They're like holding some up like above their heads and like looking up at them that way. Like the light's going to change them. Um, Maybe I'm just weird. I've never thrown myself a party. Wow. I think the listeners of this podcast now want you to throw yourself a party. It just seems vaguely egotistical. <laughs> no, you definitely should. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but Emily almost flat out tells her boss, like, I know that bitch. I don't want to be here. And the boss is like, yeah, well, again, like, work the party or lose your fucking job. Um, so Emily walks over and meets the, the photographer lady whose name is, uh, Laurel, Laurel, is Tugman. Laurel Tugman. Is it Tugman or Tuckman? Yeah, it's hard. To, they say it both ways. I'm not quite sure. I guess I could look at the wiki. Um, but we, I like how Jenna introduces them. She says, we're friends from school. <laughs> Emily gives her this look like, really, bitch? Mm-hmm. And then Jenna's like, Emily, could you close the drapes a little? The uh, light still hurts my eyes. So Emily does so, thankfully, because it gives her just enough time to listen on Laurel talking about how she just fired her assistant. Her assistant being Dark Lucas, who was a thief. Dark Lucas was using supplies uh, while working as her assistant. And developing his own stuff. And she's got his negatives and she won't give him back until he pays her. So it's Tuckman, T-U-C-H-M-A-N. Which all of that is then interrupted by Nate St. Germain barging in and yelling, you know what's going on, right? Like, who is he talking to? The whole goddamn coffee shop? Like, what if Emily was off work that day? Emily's just like, Jesus Christ, I work here. Shut the fuck up. She's like, would you just, would you just take it easy, man? Um, fucking he, Nate Saint Germain. He is. Yeah. I've, I've, in the past, we've we've corrected ourselves about how we. If there's a character we don't like. We're always like, like fucking Dark Lucas. But like, it has never been more deserving than a fucking Nate Saint Germain. I just don't even like talking about him. Um. For, for various reasons. And you have to understand our struggle, listener of the podcast, because we love the first half of season three of PLL, mm-hmm. except Nate St. Germain. Nate fucking St. Germain. Well, he, he shows up, he's like, oh, did you hear what they're doing? They're letting him out. And it's like, dude, they're not just letting him go. They're, like, escorting him in handcuffs to a different location. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can figure out the difference between the two of those ideas. In your Nate, puny brain. Yeah, Nate's a real hothead about it. And I want to say that there's almost like a very subtle moment where Emily's just like, well, that's perspective on my own anger. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she, uh, Emily's she like, tried- oh, this is what I look like. Jesus. Yeah. Well, but she's still better looking. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so she tries to calm him down. You got to let things play out like they're supposed to. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm on the fucking clock, Jackass. This is my job. I have to go back to work. Yeah, go Why don't away. you hang out, hang out here and cool off? And then he looks over at the Jenna thing, who gives him this little smile. It's like a meaningful glance. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. If, I wonder if, like, when the producers, like, our Marlene King was meeting with potential directors, and she's just like, I don't know, guys. This this episode has a lot of meaningful glances. And Chad Lowe was like, That's me. I got that. I got that. I know how to do that. Um, but yeah, well, Nate. He's like all in the huff that they're a lot, treating Garrett like a human being, basically. Yeah. He's just like, I never, you know got to say goodbye to maya like how how dare they treat him like he's innocent until proven guilty if this it's like it's like he, Nate, he would have thrown something at a wall what do you want emily to do yeah why are you yelling at her like she's just gonna grab a like a cup and like throw it in the ground yeah yeah um but nate gives jenna this look kind of like oh fresh victim um so then you know we've got aria over at spencer's she's she's wearing that pink dress um Spencer is trying to, ex- like, they're talking about this, the moment with Arya and Ezra this morning, and Spencer's trying to explain to Arya how she did the wrong thing there. She says, Arya, every time you baby scroll Ezra, you're taking away his nuts. 
Yeah. So first she says, you know, he's your boyfriend, Arya, not a baby squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and Arya's like, I can't believe you 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 did not just say that. And I wanted Spencer to be like phrasing. Um, <laughs> or Arya to be like phrasing. Yeah. Spencer is like on the couch. She's got a laptop on her lap, and she's typing it the whole time Arya's going off. And I kind of thought it was funny because um. This is basically an echo of Arya's demeanor when she was "quote unquote" counseling Hannah in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like very like, yeah, I'm responding, to, I'm responding to you, but like you're not the most important thing this mm-hmm. right now. So, just an Ezra text Arya to say that he's also been invited to Jenna's birthday. Party. When I love how Arya says it's Ezra, and Spencer looks up, she goes, "Oh, do you find his nuts?" Just <laughs> <laughs> meow. Spencer's a little punchy today. Spencer's awesome. Well, plus, I mean, but it's perfect though because she's always had a little bit of an Ezra thing. Yeah, and also just a little bit of an annoyance with Ezra too. Yeah, she's. I, I feel like Spencer's annoyed at how bad they are at keeping their relationship a secret. Mm-hmm. Like she had to go over that one time and just like get in his car and tell him what was what. Do you think deep down in a level that maybe even Spencer's unaware of, like? She she witnesses Arya's just like oh Ezra's into me because I'm such an adult and Spencer's like just like you're the adult compared to me I'm a fucking Hastings Spencer can't even acknowledge it or else she could lose her mind I think yeah yeah um, watch out for the day that Spencer loses her mind yeah so I love the line though that apparently uh, Jenna wants to see her favorite teacher for the first time yeah. well let's be honest Spencer's a little too old for Ezra yeah, yeah. mentally and physically yeah. Um, so, uh, so finally, Arya is just like Spencer. How can you be writing a paper during all this? And Spencer's like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm breaking into my mom's email account." Yeah, she wants to know when Garrett is being released. So basically, so she can go stake out the hospital and see who he's who he's potentially meeting. For like a minute there, yeah, for, she wants to go to the hospital. For a minute there, Arya is like a touch indignant about all this. But uh, Spencer's Spencer has, she phrases it so wonderfully though, like. She wants to see who Garrett's really meeting with, and it'll be easier to see that face under hospital lights as opposed to street lights. Well, and also Spencer's like, look, Arya, like, I've been in that, like, situation with the guy who's poor. Like, just, just drop it. You know, like, you're only going to get yourself in trouble there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, you don't, Spencer needs to be flat out like, look, Arya, you don't want anything of his, you know, above the eyebrows. Um, so they were in Emily's bedroom. Paige is there. She's on the phone making sure that they can still use their Katy Perry movie tickets next week instead. And Emily's basically getting dressed for work right in front of her. Well, she's like trying on her work outfit for the next day. It's uh, not which, like... Which requires like a, a white dress shirt and a clip-on tie. This is not like uh, like an overly sexual start to the scene or anything like that. But still, it's well, like... If you have problems with your definitions of your relationship, like, this is not, like, like don't come on over and watch me try on a shirt. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but at the same time, they are both women, and so this would, you know, if this were, say, Emily and Spencer, they'd probably be doing the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, but then there, you have the obligatory bit where Emily can't get the, uh, the clip-on tie-on, so Paige has to try and help out. Mm. But it's, like, not romantic, because Paige can't get it on either, and so Emily's just like, forget it, I'll wear a real tie. Well, r- real quick, though, so... Emily mentions to Paige that she feels bad for inviting her to something and canceling. And I'm thinking to myself that she's also probably kind of pleased because this is Emily's move. <laughs> and this, 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 is, this is her usual like routine. But, uh, and Are you saying Emily's just like playing mind games? I think she's probably not totally aware of it, but yeah. Yeah. 
I think she, I think there's a, there's a part of like autopilot Emily who knows exactly what she's doing or, or is following her usual patterns. Good but, for um, Emily. Paige sucks. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, she has to wear this clip on tie because the birthday girl has a whole weird design theme in mind. Um, yeah. So after the weird tension of the, the tie that, that Paige can't help her with, um, they break it up and Emily says that she has a real tie somewhere from a costume party and they should look for it. So I like that she sends Paige to like the opposite corner of the room from her to like look look over there for the tie and I'll look over here. But like let's not be anywhere near each other while we do this. And Paige then finds the flask from that night. That night. Um, and Paige like likes the flask for some reason. And Emily's just like, well, it was a mistake. Uh, you can have it. And there's still booze in it too. Like Emily, Paige like shakes it and she's like, oh, there's still something in here. And she's like, well, you can keep it. I don't need it anymore. Yeah, she was going to throw it away herself, but she didn't want her mom to find the trash. Um, before that, though, uh, Emily does ask Paige, like, are you surprised that you were invited to Jenna's party? And, and Paige is surprised because they're not exactly chummy. They were lab partners once, but Jenna scares Paige. Uh, so then we, we were back at the brew where Jenna is just now finishing up with her photographer friend, Laurel, uh, Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. And Laurel leaves, and Jenna starts talking to Nate St. Germain. She comes over. He's, like, drawing some stuff. Like buildings. Um, buildings, yeah. And there's some light, flirtatious banter about, oh, you draw people? And he's like, oh, no, they, they end up looking like buildings. Uh, I thought it was funny Real that Jenna, Jenna says, I'm impressed, which is the same line that Fitz used on uh, Arya way back when they first met. And she talked about writing her fucking journal. So, like, you think, like, Nate St. Germain's just like, uh, yeah, I, I draw a lot of buildings. It's mostly personal. It's mostly personal, yeah. Personal architecture. Apparently, the, the way to somebody's heart in Rosewood is just to say you're impressed with them. <sighs> yeah. Um, so then we're back at Spencer's. Hannah comes over, and she has, she's having a pretty good LOL at being invited to Jenna's party. She's like, well, let me see this invitation. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing the same clothes that she's been wearing all day. And so Spencer's like, did you just come from yoga? And Hannah's just like, no, I'm too depressed to wear a zipper. I'm too depressed to work a zipper. So get over it. Yeah. Um, so they see Arya's over there sitting on the stairs, talking to Emily on the phone, getting, getting some, de- right. get some details. Hannah mentions that she has to work a triple shift at this church thing because her mom found out she cut class. <laughs> so Arya gets off the phone and she informs the girls on the latest shit, which is... Paige is going to the party. Diane Keaton is taking pictures of the party. And Dark Lucas was her assistant who was developing his own prints. And I think I think Arya mentions that she knows the photographer as well because she took a this, class of her last summer. This I think photographer she says took that, the taught the class that Arya took over the summer, yeah. I think that she says this four times over the course of the episode. Mm-hmm. She manages to find like four different people, or maybe she says it as or twice, but she says it a lot. Last summer, this is the class I took, taught by her. Um, Hannah's so, like Lucas is too weak to dig up a body. <laughs> yeah, she, seriously, that guy's a fucking weakling. He can't even lift his chem book. She says so. Hannah just wants it to be Jenna because that's easier, and that's because who Emily remembers driving that night. Uh, Spencer points out that they could all be in it together, and uh, Arya says the timing is suspicious with all of this going down on the same night that Garrett's being released from prison. And Spencer's like, exactly. <laughs> Finally, thank you for catching up with me, guys. Well, since uh, thinks this is all, all this Jenna stuff is something to get them all in one place and drop a vat of pig's blood on them. Yeah. And it's like, and Hannah's like, well, I'm not going to be there, so fuck it. Well, so she's like, she's like, who wants to go to this stupid fucking party anyways? And Ari's like, me. 
Or it's like I did, kind of. Me and Jenna were kind of cool. We uh, we had some band practice together. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the church, Hannah is like sorting through some clothes, and Ashley walks up, and Hannah's like, "Oh, hey, am I done?" And Ashley's like, "You've been here like an hour." <laughs> uh, and then I guess we have to talk about this scene where Hannah hasn't eaten anything, so Ashley's like, "I'll go get some food." So they go over. Ashley goes over to the food table, and there's just this just tremendous tool at the food table who's like he's he's just kissing ass and like he starts like raving about like the cookies that are there and how great they are and and i like how she's this is, like uh, he, ted whose ted. name tag says he's a volunteer coordinator yeah he's like silver fox bro um he mentions like oh yeah tana's a terrific worker and they look over and hannah's just like sitting on the table texting yeah and he's like oh maybe i met somebody else yeah i i just had two thoughts about ted okay number one you can't trust guys named Ted, like, ever. Word. Uh, number true, don't trust anyone who you meet who's who's volunteering at a church function. Like, those guys are all bad news. Well, volunteering is bad enough. Coordinating that volunteering, that's a little bit worse. It's a lot bit worse. Yeah, I, weird, I hate this guy immediately. There's some weird flirty innuendo about splitting a cookie, you know, with a stranger. But it's all, like, rated G. I hate this guy so much. And you're going to hate him more as we progress. But, um... Yeah. Uh, real quick, the actor. Uh, the only place I recognize this guy from previously in his his career is Sequest. Who's he on Sequest? He's um he's one of the guys that I think dies in season two. He's like the security chief. Don't ask uh. me how I know that. Um, you know, not, nothing. Nobody. My friend said that. Um, okay. so we're back at Ezra's place. Arya is looking through that empty fridge. Um, while she's on that, the phone with Spencer, looking at that line. Um, and she's. You know, on the phone, she's talking about going to the Jenna's party and trying to get access to the studio of Dark Lucas's negatives. And uh, Ezra shows up, you know, out of the bathroom or wherever the hell Ezra goes in this he, one room apartment. But yeah, he he kind of like announces himself out of frame. So Arya's like, "Oh, let's go." And Ezra's just like, he walks into the frame. He's like, "You leave my lamb alone." I just want to say that it happens a couple times this episode. I feel like there's a bathroom, and then there's quite possibly just a closet that maybe Arya banishes Ezra to whenever she needs <laughs> the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wants to go to have dinner in an area or a town called New Hope because, I don't know, I guess they can't get reservations and Empire Strikes Back. Um, Arya says, oh, I figured we just eat around here so that we could stop by Jenna's party after that. Didn't I mention that? And he's like, yeah, you did, but I didn't think you were serious. He's like, because uh, I don't know how many different ways I can put this. I really didn't want to go to that. And yeah. she's just like, no, it's cool. We're well, going to go. Not, like, It's uh, not just that. He's kind of like, like for the bla- for as long as I've known you, you've done nothing but shit talk this blind girl. Yeah. So I, I didn't take it seriously when you said you wanted to go to her party. And so Arya starts to lay out all of these bullshit reasons about how like she admires Jenna's struggle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ezra... He just nods his head. And, like, the way Ian Hardy plays this to me, it, it seems to invoke that Ezra knows that this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. He knows that this is total bullshit. But he also knows that his life of Arya is nothing but a stroll through a minefield. So he's just like, okay, well, you know what? I can't wait. And then he, like, pulls out, like, some present he was going to give her, which is, like, a, a super fancy old-timey camera. Yeah. One of those cameras is basically shaped like a box. Like, that's how old it is. You'd, like, look in the top to focus, you know, to see what you're taking. Um, super old-timey. Looks like it could be an antique. Um, so, of course, Arya is, like, super happy about this because uh, he, he's 
doing things for her, which that's all he's really around for. But at the same time, you can tell she's a little worried because, you know, he's spending money on Arya. Yeah. Yeah. Money he doesn't have. Um, so at the hospital, Spencer is spying on Gary's. He's picking out flowers for his mother, you know, while, while being escorted by members of the law. And she's on the phone giving running commentary <laughs> of the events to Emily. She says, okay, so he's finally chosen some flowers, which are hideous and tacky and mostly carnations. Yeah, but she, that's all they really have. <laughs> she totally shit talks his floral choices. I love mm-hmm. it. He is handcuffed. He has two guards with him. Um, so then Spencer's curious as to why does Garrett start writing a note to go with the flowers since he's taking them up to his mother, who is in a coma, we find out. Mm. Um, so what with the note before? The mom's in a coma. Yeah. And then Spencer runs into Detective fucking Wilden, um, who <laughs> he basically gives her shit. Or spying on a guy who's got a dying mom. Yeah, and she's like, oh, no, I'm just here to pick up my physical results for field hockey. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know what? You used to be a much better liar. Yeah. Um, he also drops again, so both Spencer and the audience remember that he's also got to find Allison's missing body. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut over to the party of the century. It took me a while to figure out what the theme of this party was. At first, I thought it was just, like, weird hats. But uh, it's actually, like, some sort of Alice in Wonderland thing. It's, okay, so I, I, at first I put, okay, like, there's weird hats, there's blue lights everywhere. I thought for a minute maybe the theme was just drugs. Um, <laughs> the motif is basically, like, a steampunk version of, like, the the trippiest parts of, like, the Cheshire Cat shit from Alice in Wonderland. Well, because... The hat Jenna's wearing is like a tiny, tiny version of a Mad Hatter hat. Yeah, yeah. Did it have like the uh, the number thing, the fraction thing on it? Because it should have. Well, it, so the the hat, I actually wrote down the description. It's this tiny hat, and it has some sort of weird bow connected to it that's almost as big as a hat. Mm-hmm. And in the center of the bow is a black and white drawing of a child wearing a crown. Ooh. I don't know if that's like a Lewis Carroll thing or what the fuck is going on there. I, I don't remember that from the artwork of John Tenniel, but uh, like, I just want to say that, you know, like the, the Lolita references are brilliant for this show to make. Like the show really ought to pepper in a few more Lewis Carroll references because I think it really fits into the larger like literary, like ripe for reference field of PLL, you know? Because of the way and yet this doesn't seem like a party character. I'd want to hang out at. Oh God, no! Everyone's um, wearing weird hats. Uh, the goddamn hats. photographers like taking pictures of everything. There's like a but yeah, Jenna's taking a lot of like really peppy pictures of the attendees. Like there's there is some fucking strange haberdashery happening around here. I, and then on top of it, Paige shows up dressed like a dock worker. Oh, she looks like a hobo. She looks like. I know I've made a lot of weird references in this episode, and guess what? We're we got another one coming up. She is dressed like Jack Nicholson on the poster of the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest po- like poster. Like, like that's what she looks like. She's got like a. She looks like she's about to ask Emily if she can borrow five bucks. Yeah, 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 and talk about like her America, and do you know where the nearest shanty town is? Um, mm-hmm. maybe like hold up a. You're expecting her to like have like a stick with like a sack tied to the end yeah. of it. Yeah, really. Like, she's going to go off and be, like, the main character and They Live right now. Um, and then, I mean, that's not the most egregious part, because then Nate fucking St. Germain shows up wearing, like, a sporting cap. I just wrote down Gay Hustler from the 80s. <laughs> that's what he looks like, yeah. Oh, he's like, got it's got, like, a little beret type thing going on there, right? Yeah, he's is a little, like, uh, whatever 
that hat that like uh if you remember your funnies from the newspaper like handicap wears whatever that is um that and like a hot pink shirt yeah hot pink shirt uh which, which is brand new a, shirt. like a fitted shirt yeah so Paige is like who's that and emily's like well that's maya's cousin and Paige is almost like Ugh. well Paige is gonna get real bitchy throughout this episode about nate it's like did she not hear that it's maya's cousin mm-hmm you would think that would sink in. She'd be like, oh, that's why you're talking to this guy. Well, but, I, yeah. I mean, Emily has never shown like the slightest interest in a man. Like, she's never been like ambiguous, like, I think I'm bisexual. She's been pretty clear that, that she's always been attracted to women and just women. And I don't know what the hell Paige's like, jealous, weird reaction to Nate is, but it's, it's. <laughs> I could almost get behind Jenna's whole like photographer bit here. If she, the photographer is taking candids, but she's not. She's taking all posed photos. Yeah. Which is so tacky. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's a party. That's what people end up. That's like their natural reflex is to pose for photos. I prefer candids. I'm just going to say that. Yes, you do. Benjamin Light prefers candid photography. So when you throw your party for yourself, it'll be all candids? The photographer I hire at my party will only take candids. When Annie Hall shows up to take the photos, we all can. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the church, Hannah is just disgusted with the white trash clothes. They're making her touch, making her touch with her hands. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody brings in a fresh box of hideous clothing, including a gray jacket. And jacket looks familiar to her, so she stuffs it in her like giant, like crazy old lady purse. Yeah. And then Ted walks up, and because he's seen this, yeah. He basically blathers her a little bit. The subtext here is like, hey, if you're going to leave, you're going to need to pay for that. you know. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was totally going to. Here's 20. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll go get you a receipt. And so once he's gone, she pulls out her phone. She leaves Emily a voicemail that she's got the jacket that you know from that night. And she's kind of like, well, why is this here? Like, didn't Spencer burn all this shit? Yeah. Where, um, did, th- where did this gray jacket that was Emily's come from? Because so, she's wearing it that night. That night. So at the party, um, Emily ends up talking to Nate in his stupid hat. Um, and like, again, at this point, I was still like, is this a dumb costume party? Is this a dumb hat party? Nate's really glad to see Emily, of course. And he was a last minute invitee from the girl in question herself. He, he's like kind of into Jenna. He's just like, yeah, I, I bought this shirt just for the party. And it's like, you bought that ugly shirt? Like, ugh. well, first of all, she's like, her? And then she's like, that shirt? (laughs) And so, of course, Paige sees Emily talking to Nate and just, like, kind of, like, scowls and decides to, like, spike her drink with that flask. Because Paige can't handle the idea of Emily talking to a man for some reason. And then Rosewood's first couple shows up. Ezra and Arya. (laughs) Arya, or, sorry, Ezra's not really dressed for this. No. He's wearing just like a sweater. Like he he looks way too old. Like he looks older than he normally would. He looks like somebody's uh like a father. Little, a little bit. He's but he's also essentially wearing his hipster uniform of like a cardigan. Doesn't he I mean, look a little older though? Like something about the cardigan makes him look like Lou from Breaking Bad or no, I'm sorry from Mad Men. <laughs> a little bit, but it, it could also be you know that he's surrounded by teenagers. If too. he were wearing reading glasses like hanging from a chain around his neck, he'd look like he were sixty. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but at the same time, though, he is basically just wearing like a hipster uniform. I mean, let's face about Ezra. He's basically a haircut. Um, so they show up and Jenna's just like, what? This is real, huh? Well, and Jenna kind of just like takes them in and like stares for a while. And she's like, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, I couldn't see before. This is just blowing my mind. 
Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's just, this is, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, and Ezra's just like, well, gee, golly gosh, I, I sure was honored to be invited to your hoot nanny, Jenna. And then Arya looks over, she sees Annie Hall, and she's like, hey, I'm just going to go zoink. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's my photography teacher. Later, have fun with talking to creepy Jenna, Ezra. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, we should get, uh, Jenna gets a dig in there where she's like, uh, Arya mentions her photography teacher, and Jenna says, I didn't want to leave it to amateurs. And, like, significant look at Arya when she says that. Mm-hmm. Photography burn, Arya. Um, so, Arya goes and gabs a photographer. She mentions that her her boyfriend bought her this vintage camera, a Rolo Flex. <laughs> and Diane Keaton makes this joke, like, oh, I couldn't afford that kind of thing in high school. And Arya's like, oh, he's not in high school. Oh, he's not in high school. <laughs> I, like, Diane Keaton here should just be like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's very weird. It's the weirdest thing ever. Um, so she kind of makes a comment that Ari discovers that the camera is possibly very expensive. Um, and then Laurel, the photographer, Diane Keaton, mentioned that she's in the market for a new assistant. You know, Ari says that she's interested. Uh, Diane Keaton, I'm just going to call her Diane Keaton, it's easier, mentions yeah. that, you know, Lucas's camera bag and the negatives are still being held hostage in her shop until mommy and daddy write her a check for what he owes her. And Arya's like, hmm. Somebody should tell Lucas that they invented this thing called a digital camera. Yeah. Uh, also, they should tell the photographer this. Although <laughs> she knows she's shooting on digital right now. But yeah, for some she reason, she, their negatives exist in this conversation. It's important that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, there's like a... You know, for a show that involves a lot of basically like cyberbullying mm-hmm. and texting and stuff, there's a very like old-timey analog <laughs> feel to a lot of the show, which I, yeah. I love. Especially as it relates to Arya. Yeah, Arya and Ezra. Um, so Emily is there in the back kitchen area, which is surprisingly big for that tiny ass coffee shop. I thought. Yeah, yeah, um, they got a lot of room back there to like get more, uh, you know, trays of hors d'oeuvres and whatnot brought out. Yeah. So Paige shows up. She's more than a little bit hammered. Did she's... you notice that one of the trays was like a chessboard with like drinks and like flowers on it? Ugh. Yeah. Off of your head, Jenna. Um, yeah, Emily, or Paige shows up. She's more than a little hammer. She wants to hang out and help. And she, I mean, she basically has like the, hey, kind of intro. And Emily's just like, oh, you can't really be back here. And then, and then like Paige starts getting all jealous about Nate. And then Arya shows up, just like walks in and Paige is like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was a no friend zone or something. And like bitches off. I wanted, I wanted Emily to be flat out like, no, this is the friend zone. Mm-hmm. That's where you live. <laughs> well, Arya ignoring this entirely is just like, hmm, looking around, looking around. Ah, there we go. Like, grabs some iced tea out of Emily's hand, pours it all over the photographer's uh, stuff. Like a memory card, yeah. <laughs> like, just completely, like, no hesitation at all. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and Arya, with wild eyes, turns to her and says, this will get me into Laurel's studio tonight. I, I just wrote in my notes. Arya will burn the world to the ground so she can be queen of the ashes. She did that so easily. She just like yeah. walked in, looked around, like, hmm, 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 hmm. Ah, yes, there we go. Just grab it, pour it all over. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Cut to Spencer. Toby. Well, Spencer's at home. She's texting that she had to leave the hospital because Wilden showed up. And there's a surprising lack of punctuation in Spencer's text. Um,. But then Toby suddenly shows up in her room and he says that her parents are going out and they let him in. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe Toby just had to use the bathroom. Yeah, really? He's like, hey, we'll talk in just a second. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of coffee today. I mean, honestly, it's been like all day. That's, that's all I'm saying. I've, I've had a breakfast and a lunch. 
and a lot of coffee and you know yeah, coffee. I went out to the Mexican and then I had I had some more beans later and a lot of coffee and just just let me use the fucking bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um he's frustrated because you know he got his own place there above the brew to get away from his family and then the fucking Jenna thing throws a party downstairs. Yeah. Well, Toby has this weird line here. He's like, "Are you okay with me barging in like this? I mean, do you have plans?" And I just wrote down, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer is like, "Yeah, whatever. It's fine." Uh, she's still suspicious of how Jenna like fooled everyone else except for him and Toby. Uh, and Toby's like, "Well, you know, she told my parents that she'd started seeing blurry images for a few weeks, but she didn't want to say anything. Basically, like, it's like Jenna." Her well, story no. is that, like, she didn't want to jinx it or anything. She, she basically, it's perfect though. She says something to the effect of she was afraid that it would go away, that she'd go back into the darkness, and then everyone would pity her more. That's a good story. Cause That's you, a great story. You wouldn't want to, just for yourself, you're, you'd almost want to lie to yourself at a certain point and, and not get your hopes up in case it wasn't real, in case it went away. The, the person who's been the victim of something like this, who's got some kind of disability overcome or handicap the truly like smart manipulative version of that person is the one who knows how to play that victim card when mm-hmm. they need to it's the card that they hate but they know how to play that when it gets them what they want so spencer like she has this look on her face like she just wants to say like that's brilliant mm-hmm. um but then she <laughs> says to toby it's so weird that the most honest person i know like is as like, most honest parent. person in this town yeah, shares parents with like the most deceitful person. And Toby gives his look like he's a little uncomfortable, maybe he still has to poop. And he, he basically says, like, you know, I'm no hero. And I just write down on my notes, hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, this is a weird scene. Yeah, like, it's what, a... what's that? It's like Spencer's like whistling past the graveyard there. She's like, two days till retirement, my boat live forever. You know, like, oh, Toby, you're the most honest person in this whole town. And. There's a part of me in my mind that's making that, that gesture where Toby points at his temples and he's like, who makes him do that? Mm-hmm. I um, just did it myself. Yeah, so back to the Oh, party. can we just briefly talk about Spencer's shirt that she's wearing? Yes, please do. Like, the pattern is a bunch of little owls, I noticed. Who? It's, it's these tiny little owls all in a pattern. Like, from far away, it just looks like a weird geometric pattern, but if you zoom in close, it's a bunch of owls. It, owls, that that's like the Spencer animal, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, back at the party to end all parties, Ezra's, or Arya's walking around, and Ezra finally catches her, and he's just like, hey, where well, have you, you been? You skipped over the part in my notes where I just oh. wrote, Paige is getting drunker and sloppier. <laughs> That's all you really need to know about what Paige is up to. Yeah, he's like, hey, where have you been? And Arya's just like, bathroom? And he's like, thanks for fucking ditching me. Yeah. I don't know these people. Like, it was totally weird, and Jenna's a creep, you know? He wants to leave. They've got dinner reservations. And Arya's just like, well, I don't want to be rude. Yeah. And she's like, well, look, like, Jenna can see now, so she'll know if I left early. <laughs> and he's just like, I have this dinner reservation. And Arya's like, fuck if I care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So Jenna is over there, like, flirting with Nate St. Germain or something. And she looks over and sees Paige is basically fingering the cupcakes. She's, like, sticking her finger in all the cupcakes, like... Looking for like a flavor she wants or something like that. She she wants uh, coconut cupcakes because all these vanilla ones are gross. Paige is drunk. First of all, so, coconut is gross. Yeah, well, it's page. That's such a page thing. Um, she she wants to dance with Emily. Emily's like, yeah, I, I am working because well, 
Paige kind of, like, Jenna gets up in Paige's face, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, ruining my birthday party. <laughs> yeah. And Emily kind of runs in. It's like, hey, hey, let me, let me get you out of here, Paige. Let's all be cool yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so Paige tries to dance by herself. Or in my notes, wrote, I wrote, the booze told Paige, trust me, you can dance, girl. <laughs> well, cause Paige is like, oh, now you can make time for me, Emily. It's like, oh, fuck you, Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So Paige, like, starts a dancing and immediately goes, like, ass over kettle. And falls on the ground and, like, hits her head. And so then Nate and Emily have to rush her off to the hospital. Which is, way to go, Paige. You you ruined Jenna's party, and you seemingly took away the guy from the party that Jenna was into. People in your life will come and go, but the floor will always be there for you, Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the hospital, later, Emily and Nate are hanging out. They're waiting to hear about Paige. Hannah shows up. Um... She's That's brought kind of, Emily's jacket with her. It's kind of awkward for a moment. Then Emily's just like, hey, Nate, why don't you get us some coffee? You know, <laughs> she just d- dismisses him. She's uh, like, hey, Nate, why don't you go away? And when you see that we're done talking, then you can come back. Yes. When one of us has left the room, you may return. Um, Emily sees the coat. It's definitely her coat. Uh, she didn't have the coat at the gravesite we discovered. Well, so there's an interesting detail I, I feel mm-hmm. the need to point out. She's. To make sure it's her, she's like, well, there was a rip pocket, and I sewed it with pink thread, and she checks, and sure enough, it's the same thing, which I kind of wonder, is this, like, did she have this jacket where, while she was closeted? That seems like a, like, kind of like a, a secret uh, act of identification, you know, like, you're going to secretly sew something up with pink thread. Well, not to get cisgender, but she is a woman, too. I mean, pink is more associated with, with yeah yeah i don't know it's just something about that seems very emily to me i don't know i mean who knows i mean emily defines what her sexuality looks like but mm-hmm. uh so uh somebody a or whoever they they got to the coat somehow um uh, got to the because the coat somehow ended up out of emily's possession before the gravesite she night. didn't have it at the gravesite so who knows where this coat came from maybe it got to Jenna. Maybe there is another person that she saw that night besides yeah. Jenna. So then Hannah gets a text from Ashley that basically says, get your ass back to church. <laughs> um, so Hannah departs and Nate returns to the coffee. Uh, Emily looks over. She sees like Wilden like talking to a doctor and, and Emily gets to texting. Yeah. She presumably texts Spencer here. Then we, uh, we go back to the party that Gatsby wishes he had thrown. <laughs> um, more party shots of Ezra just like, Feeling abandoned, he's sitting at a table that's like a tea party table. There's like little little tea kettles and, and stuff on the table, and he's got this look on his face, like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Yeah. Uh, Arya runs into the kitchen area, and Emily's boss is there, and he has this look on his face, like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know. And, and Arya has this look on her face, like, "I don't care who you are." Yeah. Emily's boss complains that Emily took her friend to the hospital and left him to serve all these fucking cupcakes. And I love that before this guy can leave the kitchen to serve these new new batch of cupcakes, Ezra comes in. And I want the boss to be like, everyone stay the fuck out of my kitchen. <laughs> like, the health department alone will, like, will shit up. Like, Arya would just be like, don't you have some hors d'oeuvres to deliver? Fuck off. I want Arya Help. to grab somebody by the lapels and say, don't you know who I am? Mm-hmm. Um, so Ezra's getting increasingly frustrated with Arya, like either bouncing on him or stalling or whatever. Uh, he thinks that she's avoiding the dinner because she thinks that he can't afford to take her out to dinner, mm-hmm. which the show certainly needed a Ezra's poor storyline. Yeah. Well, and Arya's like, sure. <laughs> but he's like, look, like, uh, I 
I got a job, like that job interview. I got the job. And so Arya's like, oh, like for two seconds, she's like, oh, wow, that's great. And then like immediately like switches back into like she spots uh, Diane Keaton there and like goes and scams her way into becoming her assistant because all her memory cards are wet. And so she's like, well, I could just go over to your studio right now if you give me the keys. And get you Ezra's cards. like, <sighs> I mean, like this, the kitchen is also now filled with a bunch of like other wait staff who've come in and equally goofy hats. The only thing missing for me was for somebody to seriously walk in in like a fucking like Humpty Dance hat. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the, the icing on or the cherry on top. Um, There's definitely like a cat in the hat hat in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, or like some kind of like Rastafari cap thing. Um, so Arya like runs down the street to like let herself into the photo studio. Um, the one we, same one we saw like Lucas pounding on the windows earlier. She goes like right to the locker where Lucas's stuff is and she starts to go through his photo bag. She takes all of his film canisters. There's like a shadow of somebody, you know, yes, by somebody her. else is there. A shadow moves in the background, you know. Um, and then. Once she leaves, Dark Lucas is there confronting her in the street. And he's he just like creepy thing where he like appears right in her face. Yeah. And he grimly says, I need to get inside. And Arya's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. And he's just like, leave the door open and walk away. And, and then, then drop the keys and let me find them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just then, like the, like headlights shine on them and like Ezra's pulling up and like Dark Lucas like panics and runs off. I love it. this. This is the most dad moment where Ezra gets out of the car and he's like, Aria, Lucas, is everything OK? What's going on? Hello. <laughs> Lucas just runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and Ezra's just thinking this night could not be any fucking weirder and shittier. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Ezra misses the days when he was like having dinner with like Byron and Ella. Yeah. That was we're going to we're going to follow up how shitty this day is in just a second, because uh, back at the hospital. Nate is there. He's asking a page. He's, he's, he's talking to Emily and he's like, so is Paige like a friend or, you know, something more? Um, I can't stand Nate. Like, I, I don't know. I guess it's mildly socially okay to ask that question, but not necessarily in that way. Well, cause he's asking with intentions. He's asking with intentions. He's not like, so Paige, she a friend? You know, he's more like, like, so is Paige a friend or something else? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, but it's always like he's always framing it, uh, this bizarre context of Maya. And so Emily's like, you know, oh, we dated for a while. And he's like, oh, is this before or after Maya? And she's just like, in between. Well, and it's like, is Emily supposed to feel de- bad that she dated somebody other than Maya? Like, Nate just comes off like this weird, he's just like the weird relationship cop guy, you know, where he's. Thankfully, Spencer shows up. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> And then Garrett walks right by with some cops and Nate like has a, gets in a tizzy and tries to attack Garrett and they, they pull him off and there's like a big scuffle as the cops are holding Nate back. And Spencer uses this opportunity to sneak right into the elevator and go upstairs to visit uh, Garrett's mom. Cause Spencer's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so later Paige comes out with a bandage on her forehead. She got some stitches and they did talk screen. They found like a, like a, a sleeping pill drug, Tra- basically. traces of a drug in her system uh from a sleeping pill yeah so it's and they're asking her lots of questions like did you put your drink down ever you know was there anything suspicious uh and, and so she gives emily her flask back and i think we, we kind of assume that like the drugs were in the flask 
Well, what's nice about it is that Paige is just like, you know, I don't, I don't remember anything. And it's like, Emily's like in her mind, she's like doing the mental work, like, oh shit, this thing mm. is drugged, you know? Well, and it's like, it's really awkward. She's like, here's your flask back. And Emily's just like, ee. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for handing me this like hot evidence. Um, yeah. and Paige is like, she's basically just like, well, anyway, I need to go call like that asshole dad of mine because he's going to want to talk to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And then cut to upstairs, Spencer's in to take a look at Garrett's comatose mom, who sure enough is in a coma. Mm-hmm. And she goes and looks at the note in the flowers, and it turns out this note actually is just to Garrett's mom. It and says, Mom, you never gave up on me, and I won't give up on you. Love, Garrett. Oh, On Mother's Day. But Spencer Spencer almost has that Saeed moment where she's like, but still I did not believe. But still so I, I did not believe. So I dug up that body. Yeah, um, I almost wanted her to like run over because she looks over at the mom for a minute. I wanted her to like yank out the breathing tube and like demand a- answers like a Jack Bauer voice, you know. <laughs> um, but Spencer yeah. just like kinks like one of the hoses <laughs> and like looks her in the eye. Oh, what if Spencer grabbed like an adrenaline shot, like pulled off the cap of her teeth and just jammed it in the woman's heart? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I like Arnold King and other assorted writers and producers. We get these characters. <laughs> Hire us. <laughs> um, but so she senses something and she goes right to the uh, uh, well, like she hospital looks, bracelet. She looks over at the hospital bracelet and she sees that there's something tucked underneath it. And so she pulls it out and it's a note written. It's like a handwritten note written on some yellow paper. It says, April Rose has the proof. Hmm. And... We don't know what that means, but I'm sure we'll find out eventually. We cut back to Emily's on the phone with Arya. Uh, Emily's like Googling that sleeping pill while Arya's like looking at the negatives from the film canister she got yep. from Lucas. Arya's at Ezra's place. Ezra is presumably once again either in the bathroom or well, just. No. She's, she says that Ezra's in the shower. Okay, okay. Which to me says somebody didn't have a very good night. Yeah. Arya's out here fully clothed. Yeah. And says that she's planning on going home when Ezra gets out of the shower. It's, well, no, yes and no. Because Arya says, it's a very weird scene the way it plays out and the way it's with the dialogue. Because Emily's like, oh, you're at, you're at Ezra's? Just call me when you get home. And Arya's like, well, that may be a while. And like, I took that, her initial line reading to be like, you know, like, Emily, I'm in a I'm in an adult relationship. <laughs> We're gonna do some adult stuff on this Saturday night, you know. But Arya, no, she's just like, oh, I kept ditching Ezra, so I have to just kind of like smooth it over, you know. Maybe Which I, I took again to mean like maybe there's a handy involved or something. But... Maybe she just requires Ezra to use the shower before anything's gonna happen. I mean that that's fair. She wants some clean. Mm-hmm. She like hands him like a razor and some some shaving cream and is like, I want it smooth. She's like, I figured out what the baby whites are for. Thanks, Dad. This is some serious scotch. Um, so Emily is WebMD in that sleeping drug. You said um, it's it's you know blah blah blah. It's this that. I didn't it's write down the name. Yeah, let me see if it's I can... used for inmates. It's 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 a sleeping drug. It's sometimes used with mental patients to like calm them down. Yeah, but there's side effects when combined with alcohol, including memory loss. Uh, yeah. So hmm. And I think we can probably assume that the drugs were in that flask the whole time. And Emily was drinking it that night. The other girls didn't, but maybe they were supposed to as well. And just their own, uh, yeah, 
they kind of assume that that was possibly in her flask before she even got to Spencer's. Mm-hmm. And it only makes us kind of common. Like, it's a good thing I wasn't in a sharing mood or whatever. Yeah. Which I love is that they, I want to say that, like, in the previously on package and in the little brief flashback when the flask was first introduced, like, you get Arya saying twice, like, hey, Emily, it's already pretty strong or whatever. I love that Arya's, like, kind of. And Emily's just like, I've gotten pretty good at this. Yeah. Ugh. In your fucking um, face, Emily. So then Arya's like, she's still going through those, uh, those film canisters and she asks Emily, what do the pills look like? And they're blue and they say, like, MZM or something like that on them. Uh, and so Arya empties one of those canisters, and in it are three giant fucking, like, horse pills. I mean, those things are huge. Yeah. Um, but they're the same pills. So Lucas apparently is carrying around some of these, the very same drug that Emily and now Paige were drugged with. How great would it be if, like, Arya just, like, put that in, like, Ezra's drink? <laughs> he just, like, breaks one in half and then, like, crushes it and puts it in his drink. A little forget yeah, me now. Yeah. Um, so let me get the A tag. A tag. Somebody's uh, going a- through Maya's oh, bag. I would say that. Yeah, it's Maya's bag. Um, there's we get to see the the things, and there's like a scratched up tin of Altoids. So there's well, there's no a there's a ticket, like a bus ticket. That Altoids canister that probably has like her pot in it. Mm-hmm. There's like that that goofy photo of. Of Emily that Maya had, like the Ur Snapchat mm-hmm. one. Um, her, her wallet. And then, uh, like a bottle of pills. Although we don't see what exactly the pills are. There's, there's no in- indicator of what they are. It's just a bottle of pills made out to Maya St. Germain. I think and, the, the bottle is just to show us whose purse it is, I assume. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it's like A's outfit looks slightly different though in this, uh, in this scene. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought this was a really fun episode. I remember we're getting to the juicy period of Pretty Little Liars now. We're like, this is the stuff that I remember, especially <laughs> um, because I remember like watching the show kind of casually as as a as a casual viewer, as my little like like I don't know why I'm watching this show. I guess it's a guilty pleasure, as I've, I know I've said many times in the podcast. But like, uh, I remember like. Back then, I wasn't telling anyone I was watching the show, or only a few people knew, and I was I was not proud of it or whatever. But I remember thinking to myself quietly, like, season three, there's some kind of renaissance. The show is just getting better and more amazing and so much more fun. And I love that, like, with this appreciation that we've, we've discovered for the show, like, we're really getting to that period. Like, like the, you know who the characters are. The writers know exactly what they're doing. Like, everything about the show is just better, I think. Um, yeah. Except for Nate St. Germain, which was terrible. Except for him, yeah. Uh, a couple interesting notes about this episode. No Atex in this episode. No Allison flashback. Hmm. So, hmm. I guess when you do 24 episodes a year, sometimes you have to have episodes like these where you just have some other stuff going on. Yeah. Next episode is entitled The Remains of the A. Hmm. Did you ever watch Remains of the Day? When I was a kid, I'm sure. When I was younger. Oh, it's boring. Uh, yeah, it's one of Anthony Hopkins and uh, what's her name? Kenneth Branagh's ex, and they just like stare out the window meaningfully. It's a lot of like, oh my, I've let my whole life pass me by being a butler. Some of them, like, like it's a movie about the help. Some of them are typical, usual British half gay, and some of them like full gay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Upstairs, downstairs, whatever. Anyway, that's the next episode. This has been That Girl is Poison. I feel like that's Paige. I don't know. Maybe I'm being unfair, but she seems like poison to me. Maybe it's Nate St. Germain. 
That girl is poison. <laughs> nice shirt, Nate St. Germain. You went out and bought that. Yeah. You're like, you know what I need to wear at this party is a hot pink fitted shirt. <laughs> like, let's talk about fashion that would have been better. Like, a, a bowling shirt would have been better. A, a bowling shirt? A Tommy Bahama shirt would have been better. But it's like the 1990s. Tell, I mean, like, like some kind of, like, le- like something, anything out of, like, Aria's closet as worn by Nate St. Germain would have been better. Just a, a shirt that's not hot pink, you know? Let's go get it, yourself, uh, like a blue shirt or something. Everything about that shirt said frat boy rape. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that was missing was, like, like an embroidered dragon. Oh, man. That's exactly. rough. That's exactly. rough. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and cut this one off. We'll be back next time to talk about S3E6. Mm-hmm. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you.